Blog Talk Radio. All right. Okay. Greetings, 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 blue people. Welcome to the Blue Click Radio Show. I am Nikki, your host. Along with me is Aaron, as always. Say hello, Aaron. Hello. And Sean. Say hello, Sean. Hello. I'm the Nighthawk. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Sean, a.k.a. Nighthawk. If you have any requests. Nighthawk. Don't call us. <laughs> but if you have any questions, comments, concerns regarding the show, you can always email us at blueclick at gmail.com. That's B-L-U-E-C-L-I-Q-U-E at gmail.com. Or just leave a comment on the Blog Talk radio site. Um, subscribe here or on iTunes, and you can get past shows and future shows, all very exciting and informative. So today, today we're going to talk about, um, well, what we really wanted to talk about, um, basically, death and the soul's journey and how in this society that we are, what we're, the stories that we've been told about death really form and shape your entire life and how you live your life because we are told lots of stories about why death is something to fear. Um, so people are terrified of death because they've been told about hell and damnation and burning forever. And basically religion has become, rather than trying to learn more about your soul or your existence or the universe or a higher power, you basically spend your life trying to avoid going to hell. Um, so life basically becomes you're born, you live, you're here for a while, you die, you're judged, and then you decide what comes And then that is decided what comes next, taking all of the power away from each person individually. And so what I wanted to talk about today is considering that and considering people's reality, uh, what, what the real reality is versus the reality that we're told and how people choose to live. Um, I want to start with us kind of sharing our own experiences about how you were taught about death and how you how your views of death have changed since becoming more aware of the entire the soul's journey in this entirety. Um so Sean, how did you learn about what was your up in with your upbringing what was your what were you told about death? What was your your story about? Man, my death. my upbringing was pretty much like everybody else's. You know, you you make the right choices. The first choice is to um, give your life over to Jesus Christ and understand that He died on the cross for your sins, that you can be reconciled back to the Father. And my life was to be patterned in a way that would allow me to get through it in order to get back to heaven, you know. There's this tightrope. I was taught that there was a tightrope that you had to walk on, you know, and and on one side is good and on the other side is evil, or at the end of the tightrope, on the other side of the tightrope was good, and if you fall into the pit, you know, same as everybody else. How it's changed is um, simply understanding things 
from a more grander perspective and understanding that um, that spark that that we call the soul has existed since before creation, and understanding that there was never a time when you weren't, and there will never be a time when when you don't exist, and knowing that you know you can't continue to believe that you've existed all the time just to show up and matter for 80-plus years and however you react in those 80-plus years will determine where you spend the rest of your eternity. That's just, that's that's absurd. <laughs> and when you see it as such, it's like, uh-huh. okay, cool. But you understand that, that death, um, as we observe it and the way that they place the premium on it, it's for none other than control. You know, you can, if you can fashion someone to model their life in a certain way, it's more easy to contain and control those people based on that observing. But, uh-huh. um, I forgot what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was about to say. So how, how has it changed your, how, the choices that you make in your life? How has it changed your choices? Your choices that I made. My choices, my choices. How my choices now don't have nearly as much gravity as they used to. I mean, when you when you are relegated to understanding your life in a, in, in a microcosm, in eighty years being a microcosm, you have to make sure that that shit counts, and you can't afford to have missteps because you don't have that much time in the first place. Well, now when you realize what your choices are. And the choices aren't are our abilities and inabilities to get further or closer away from or towards your goal. There's no punishment attached to it now. There's no judgment attached to it. There's no I did this so the devil got me and God is displeased and there's some type of spiritual retribution waiting for me around the corner because I was a spiritual knucklehead and all of that kind of stuff. That's no. No. No, that's that's prison, man. You know, when you can tell somebody that and they believe it and you define them based on that and you define yourself based on that lie, and you ain't got no choice but to come back and do this shit again because you wasted your time. You wasted your time. Right. So, you know, and that's another and that's thing, you understanding it. what the do-over is, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I was just going to say that's just it. When you come here with specific talents and as a means to learn something so that you can pass that on to, you know, the greater part of yourself and you don't do that, <laughs> then, yeah, that's you. That that story or that lie has done more disservice to humanity than anything else I can think of because it's it's kept people from being who they are, using their talents and abilities because they're so afraid that they're going to burn forever and hell if they do something wrong. And it's that's 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 that if if anything is evil, that's evil. Absolutely. Um, Aaron. Absolutely. What about you? 
What is your story of what 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 is the story that you were told growing up in your what was your belief early in life oh. about death and then you know how have what what have you grown from that or how have oh, you grown I was from raised, that? I was raised with the you know the Catholic <laughs> uh, guide to to. Uh, life and death so essentially if you were good you'd go to heaven if you were bad you'd go to hell so you wanted to be good so that you could go be back with god in his throne and jesus christ um and i mean as a kid i kind of haphazardly accepted it but there were always things that didn't make sense to me you know i for some odd reason I would draw pyramids or I would be drawn to things and I didn't know why. So I, I, I had to have known on some level, even though I wasn't able to speak to it as a kid, that something just didn't add up. And so as I got older and walked through life, the something not adding up just became worse and worse and worse until uh, until I guess I got to college and then I really started to think more consciously about life and death, and then that's when I was opened up to the uh, the concept of past lives. And, uh, and then from there, I just realized that, you know, huh, how do I say it? Um, that there's, there's nothing that you really have to do or not do. You know, there are going to be things that you do that are right, things that you do that are wrong, and once this life is over, you move on to whatever's next and uh, and you, I guess, in some way deal with the consequences of your actions, but that's not necessarily a bad or a good thing and it doesn't necessarily dictate where you're going to go. Um, and then from there, I just became more and more skeptical and uh, just decided to, you know, seek and and find out for myself and and then from there, I, I started to think more about what science tells us that maybe provides clues to what spirit also says. So, you know, between science and spirit is, is where I am now. I like, I like the scientific principle of energy uh, never dying and never being born, but merely transforming. Um, Sean, tell quickly before I, I um, do my part about which I had never heard of about the different like even people who go to heaven there's different levels of heaven. <laughs> mm, mm. I was always told heaven was heaven. About if you make gender. it to heaven then we, you make it to heaven. There was no hierarchy yeah. in heaven or caste system in heaven but so, Sean had a you just told something different. So can you share that? There's a caste system. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I was told that there's a caste system in heaven, for example. The dude that they always talk about that, that um confessed and gave his life to Christ right before he died, that died next to him on the cross, that he was going to be in heaven. But being that he his works couldn't have equaled that of someone of a greater stature in heaven, he would probably be relegated to cleaning the street to go or being <laughs> a janitor or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He would still be yeah. up there, you know, participating so in the fifth thereof, but he would... <laughs> He's a janitor. 
He's a help. You know what I'm saying? He's that a is so help, crazy. But he's there. At least, at least his ass ain't on fire, but he's a help. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you you know we talked we were talking about that Sunday when we were sitting outside right before we started our little conversation. Absolutely. You never heard yeah. that? Yeah, man. I've never heard yeah, that. Man. I, I was yeah. always wow. told that you go wow. to heaven and you go to hell. So everybody in hell is in hell and y'all all burn equally <laughs> and everybody in heaven as soon as you go to heaven, whatever your <laughs> idea you you all get to you get your wings and you get to walk to go and you get to sing praises to God. All right. And you there. If you made it, you made it. So mm-hmm. if you was a serial killer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. right before they stuck the needle in your arm mm-hmm. you said I you believe Jesus died for my sins. You get to go to heaven just like, mm-hmm. no, you, you get to go to heaven just dog. like Mother Teresa who de- dedicated her whole life. So don't be caught. Don't be caught being without accepting Jesus because you don't know if you're going to go get hit by a car or not. <laughs> <laughs> so you better do That's it right, right now if you haven't done it because if you walk out of here and get hit by a car, you're going to hell. Right. right. <laughs> I have a family member that. No, so I never, that. and I never. I have a family. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because they're just gonna take it somewhere else. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, what are you about to say? Oh, I was just gonna tell my side, and I, I basically had the the same up, typical Christian upbringing where you were told that if you're a bad person, if you, well, not even if you're a bad person, but if you do not accept Jesus as your personal Savior, if you're not born again, which I never understood the born again thing. Right. Um, (laughs) If you're not born again, then you're not one of Jesus' people. You have not accepted him into your heart. So if you have not accepted Mm -hmm. him into your heart, then... Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, so you're going to yep. hell. But if you accepted him as your personal if your personal savior, which sounded always sounded crazy to me too. Um yeah. then you'll go to you'll go to heaven. But if you don't, then you'll go to hell. No matter what you've done, no, you could be the best person on earth and help to save a million children and gave everything you had, if you did not accept Jesus and he's not in your heart, you didn't accept him in your heart, then you're going to hell. So it didn't even matter how good you were. (laughs) Which always sounds crazy. It's not one or the other. Yeah, and I used to ask... and words. I used to ask the questions all the time about, well, what if I was... this, This is my same soul, my same soul. But I was in a different body, but I was this little girl who was born in India in some little village, and I was Hindu, and I did I dedicated my whole life to people, and I die. I'm going to hell. And they'd say, yep. That sounds so wrong. So you mean? Yeah. Where was I before I was born? So I spent the first half of eternity with God, and we were friends, and we loved each other, and we hung out, and then I came here for a little while, and then I lived a few years here, and I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I got to spend the rest, even though he likes me in the first half, he ain't going to like me in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You're going to hell. Which never sounded, yeah. it just sounded ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be something else. There has to be something else. This is just craziness. That makes no sense. It never made sense to me. And I never, I never. If you consider the fact that there's gentrification in heaven and they've got to weed some folks out, so they got to <laughs> set some of them up so they right. can't come back. Right, right, right. How is it heaven if if I love dogs and I want dogs in my heaven and you hate dogs? Are there going to be dogs there or no dogs? I mean, I of course had all these crazy questions. Like, Mm -hmm. whose heaven is it? And everybody has their own personal heaven. Well, then, does it matter? Well, we're not going to have bodies and we're not going to remember our life on earth. Well, well, then, what does it matter? Why am I being punished for something I ain't going to remember? Why I'm being punished for? Right. So I got to spend eternity in hell for something that I don't even remember doing. I'm just right. Just <laughs> nonsense. This makes no sense. Right. So I never, it never sat well with me, and it was scary. It was scary. Um, mm-hmm. I had a fear of death. When I, especially when I was I was a kid, it was in the eighties with the whole um, Cold War scare. They used to talk about nuclear war all the time, and I would just cry because I was afraid. I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I'd be so scared that there's going to be this. I'm just going to disintegrate when the bomb goes up, and I would just cry. <laughs> And I never made a connection between me not wanting to go to hell, but it was just so scary. But that is that's child abuse. That is child abuse. For you to tell your child that. Yeah. That is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Are you laughing at my childhood trauma? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm laughing at the whole thing. 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 We're here to unburden our hearts. We're here to sit mm-hmm. through and sort through all of the stuff that we're dealing with so we can get, not for one, an understanding of it and apply that to our greater sense of understanding of what we are, what we can endure, what we can endure, and, and, and the right. means there are. Right. And at the, at the end of the day, it's about understanding it on that level, on that level alone. You can't take stuff with you and, weigh, and have those things weigh your heart down to the point where you're now looking at yourself through the lens of, a fractured heart that's carrying the weight of something that really didn't even happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It really right. didn't even happen. But the fact that you created so much gravity toward that thing, you're compelled to come back here and unburden mm-hmm. or, or continue this, 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 this thing until you unburden your heart of that thing. So a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff that people are here on, in this lifetime doing is stuff that they're still trying to unburden from the last lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's what brings you back here. The fact that you keep thinking that there's something here that you have to do. When you get to the point where you realize, hey, you know what, man? There's nothing holding me here. Then you're gone. Mm-hmm. That's the whole right. judgment scene. That's the exactly. whole weight in the heart yep. with, the, with the weight of a feather. If your heart is heavier, that means that you still have burdens on it that you haven't worked through or you feel obligated to get these things 
clear before you can move on. Now, you get sidetracked and yes. you come back down here and somebody throw a Bible in your hand and it throws you off your path of what it is that you mm, came down mm, here mm, to mm. get rid of. And if mm-hmm. that's the case, then you get to do it again until you remember. But that's the whole thing. When you get to the point where you be like, you know what, man? I don't, none of this is me. None of mm-hmm. this is me. I'm not judging myself by any of this. I'm not judging myself by the circumstances of anything that I've gone through. None of that means nothing. Yep. Then you're able to move on to something else. But as long as you keep saying, yo, this right here, I, I, I owe this to this, and my, I feel bad about this, that I did this and I did that, then you're still contracted to come back here until you get that thing off of you. But the, more, yeah. the, the trick That's is, more, and a lot of people say, this is part of the reason why so many souls on the earth now is because everybody gets caught up with this Christianity uh-huh. and this religion yeah. shit. And it's like a hit oh, record. Yeah. You keep hitting that snag and getting falling in, and you come back and hit that snag, and then you come back and hit that mm-hmm. snag, and then you come back and do You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's why so many people here at one damn time. Right. Oh, and yeah. That's what it's all right. about, exactly. man. It's about letting that shit go, understanding what it is, and letting it go so you can move on. Or you're going to wind up here again, doing it again. You know? Until yeah. you remember. Until you remember, however right. long that takes. Mhm. Absolutely. I don't put. I'm a, um, Mary, do you have anything to, are you gonna say I'm something? Uh, what to say? Sorry. Yeah. Did you have something to add or something? Is anything? Any comments about what Sean was talking about? Just uh, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, if you want your mm-hmm. exit point. You know, if you want to move on to the, the the next great phase after this one and not get caught in the wheel, listen right. to what the man just said. Right, right. And I think, um, you know, thinking about how we, um, as a culture, do a disservice to the people who, in our families, when they transition with our whole funeral rituals of being as sad as mm. possible and feeling feeling distressed um, with this the whole funeral ritual where you got to be dressed in black because that's a sad it looks as sad and dark and you got to cry and you got to drag it out as long as you can and just the whole thing is not again it's holding them here holding them. Not letting go is holding them here. And so not only are there so many people here in the physical world, but there are in the physical bodies, we've got seven and a half billion people here on earth that are are still here and still keep coming back. But those souls that have have exited the body but are still here because they can't transition partially because of what they've been taught about death and because we won't let go. We won't allow them to right. transition, right? And we won't, right. um, you know, we don't we don't send them off in a healthy let way for them to be able to let go and move on and be on their way and go to what's next for them, knowing that they're going. When we say it's a home going, nobody believes it's a home going. 
even though we use that term, especially black folks say it's a home going. But if we teach anything different, the idea that we go anywhere but home when we die, which is what we we talk about everything but when the person is alive. And as soon as we die, as soon as they die, we use that term just as a term because it makes us feel better about our own fear of dying. We say home going. Mm-hmm. But the the mental picture is you're, you know, going to go meet Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then they try to reconcile the people who, like if you've been to funerals where you weren't sure what the person believed, I know that all of a sudden it's, well, Jesus must, they're still with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I've been to, you know, I went to a funeral one time and it was somebody who, um, you know, the very religious family, but they went, they got out of their their faith and, you know, was what you would consider a wayward child who ran away and did a lot of drugs and was in gangs and did you know, with stuff that the family didn't even want to be associated with. So basically didn't even have any contact with them until he turned up dead. Um, and then it was, all of a sudden they, in their mind, just so that they could feel more comfortable about it, talked about how he somewhere along the line must have found Jesus and he's in heaven with Jesus now because they needed to feel more comfortable, not because they had any idea of what his beliefs were, but they couldn't bring themselves to say, well, according to our beliefs, he's he's in hell (laughs) because he denied Mm -hmm. Jesus and he did all this questionable stuff that will land you in hell. Which brings me to believe that you can't believe one and not believe the other. Mm-hmm. So there is no, that's the breakdown in your belief system. If you think that you have to do a, you, there's only one way to, there's only one door, there's only one way to heaven, and that is accepting Jesus to your, to your heart as your personal Savior. But your ch- child dies, Without that belief, he gave up that belief in his life. But you're still saying, no, he went to he went to heaven. I know he did because Jesus knew what was really in his heart. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. So, therefore, if you don't believe both, you can't believe the one. You can't have the one side. There is no religion then. Mm-hmm. So people still try to reconcile if it's a belief, then it's a belief. You got to believe all of it. Otherwise, there's no belief, and that's the problem with belief. <laughs> right. That's the issue with belief. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that, that's belief. also that's also some of that glue too. Like we were talking about when I was talking about earlier about gravity and holding something um, downing you back here because you believe that this is where you have to be to, you know, work out whatever you're working out. That same gravity exists in the people around you. How many times have you been around someone who was dying, but they held on for the best, as long as they could to see this person before they let go? You know what I'm saying? There's a gravity or or a pull that other people have on you that if Uh you don't know better of yourself, you can be better. That confuses the dead. When you believe in yeah. Jesus is coming and all of this shit and you die and you look around and ain't no dude show up trying to show you, trying to lead you nowhere. Right. And you got all these people crying 
and moaning right. and, and wishing that, you know, sad that you're gone, that confuses the shit out of the person who's transitioning. Right. Like, what the hell do I right. do? You know, right. and these people sitting here lamenting over the fact that I've moved on is keeping me bound to this place. Uh-huh. Right. So there's a right. lot of people with waiting souls uh-huh. just walking around aimlessly not knowing where the fuck to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because our conception of death isn't the isn't conducive to us transitioning in this move no, in this move not at all. And if you don't know, if you haven't developed any light while you were here, when you leave and you're nothing all and you're nothing but light, you don't know what the fuck to do. Because you're you're still mm-hmm. not in your people think that when you die you're automatically back to your higher self. You're still within the realms of this place here, consciously. Mm-hmm. You're still within that uh-huh. aspect of your consciousness. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when 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 you that close to this place, you can't help but hit the sliding board and slide back out of another coochie hole. <laughs> that's the gravity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's nowhere right. else for you to go. There's nowhere else for you to go until you realize there's nowhere else for you to go. But if you never realize there's nowhere else for you to go, you just on that perpetual slip and slide. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, mm. go, you slide out, you do your thing, you die, you slide out, you do your thing, you die, you slide out, you do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> that's, what it, that's, what it that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Sliding out to another Yeah. Do this shit again. You might have different bodies. You might be a dude one time. You might be a girl one time. You might be handicapped or whatever. Just whatever ailments that add on what to whatever might get you closer right. to understanding what you need. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Right. What you're here exactly. to learn. Exactly. Yep. But ignorance is the worst thing that happens. It put a log jam in everything. We weren't always. You got to bear in mind that the world, and when I say the world, I'm thinking about, I'm talking about the general population of the world, was not this ignorant of self. This is a relatively right. new no. thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're at our apex of ignorance in terms of self. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where we currently find ourselves. They weren't this ignorant of self. They understood what death was. They understood right. how to use it. And they under- that's, that's right. part of the reason why the advances that they had were so much greater than ours because they observed things right. from one lifetime to the next. They were leaving and picking off where they, picking back up where they left off. Mm-hmm. And they weren't afraid to lose like their, use their talents and abilities because they weren't tied down to what I can and cannot do according to Hell some no. you know, you, moral code. Right, because they, was, they, would, they knew an, that they were the moral code. They were the moral right. code. I self-law right. and master. Exactly. I am the beginning and alpha and the omega, me. And they functioned in that capacity, right. and it was never being it was never compared to blasphemy or all of this other foolishness that they come up with now that's new mhm right that's new right. and as a result, we're more ignorant than we've ever been so as a collective absolutely and that's mm-hmm. why the one percent controls the ninety nine that's yep. it right there right that's yep. it right there they Throw you in this trick bag, and they reserve the truth for themselves. Yep. And they lord over you with right. you. They let you govern yourself with the ignorance that they gave you. Yeah. And you just run and walking around like sheep, 
you know, bad, bad, looking from left to right, not even knowing right. what the fuck you're doing. I'm going to work, I'm yeah. paying my taxes, I'm going to work, I'm paying my taxes, I'm going on vacation, I'm going to work, I'm paying my taxes, I'm going on vacation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you die. Yep. Right. And when and you tie it. And you determine your life on whether or not tie... you paid your bills on time. Yeah, because that, that becomes a right. moral issue. Are you responsible are you a morally responsible person by paying your bills on time and going to work and being on time and making sure that you are an upstanding citizen because your upstanding mm-hmm. citizenship is tied into your morality and your morality is tied into whether you'll go to heaven or hell. So they trap you right. into your work, your work ethic and how you perform at work and how you're seen on the job or it, or having a job or the whole work profession thing is tied into morality. And then the laws are tied into morality. Yeah, you know what? So not only are you, know you trapped into you know religion, you know you're trapped what? into your the law, the law code and the work code and whatever your profession code is and how your neighbors see you because you got to be a nice person mm-hmm. to be a moral person. All of it is yep. all tied into if you're a good enough person to be seen as moral and therefore moral morality determines whether you'll go to heaven. Okay, huge trap. Okay, the day, the day that bailout happens, and that whole they're too they're too large to fail, so we have to give them a bailout. The day that happens, it'd have been the day that everybody's Bible went in the trash. All right, because <laughs> that's the truth. if you're saying that morality is tied to, you know what I'm saying? To, mm-hmm. to, to all of mm-hmm. these things, and if you do all of these things, then this is this is what it is for you. And if you if, if, if for some reason you fall on hard times and you're just a lowly um, peasant, ignorant motherfucker. The day that they gave them people all of that money, should have everybody should have threw all of that shit completely in the trash. Yep. Because that that shows you that the morality has absolutely nothing to do with it. Nothing. 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 The folks that make the laws are the folks that break the law. Exactly. You know. It's, it's, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. But that's one of them feelings that people mm-hmm. impose. When you allow people to tell you that mm-hmm. this is what your life is and this is what your case is, then they own mm-hmm. you. You're subject right. to do whatever yeah. it is that they say. Right. Ain't no way in hell you can sit here and tell me. When you consider that every one of the, the billionaire families on this plantation, all mm-hmm. of them got their money through quote-unquote ill-gotten gains. What the fuck are you talking mm-hmm. about? Right. The country mm-hmm. itself. Right. The country itself, how could you say that this is the standard mm-hmm. of morality? These people are showing us morality when you came over here and stole and killed and, 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 and white people the fuck out to get it. Right. And they the stand right. Right. And it's how can you true. be the standard? How can you be the standard? You disqualify from being just like um Farrakhan was telling Mike right. Wallace. How dare you? How the fuck how can you say right. you're not in <laughs> position to judge anyone morally? Right. <laughs> right. You know, all these people all bound up in this patriotism and all that other bullshit. Man, that's mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah, they got you running around here dying for a fucking flag. Come on, man, they don't give a fuck right. about that flag outside of how much money they can make. That shit's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They got people so fucked up, man. We in so many different bags and boxes. And I'm a patriot. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Libertarian, mm-hmm. I'm a conservative. Get the fuck out of it. That shit's not real. Yep. 
That's not even real. Not at all. Not at all. Being on some shit that ain't even real. Right. That ain't even real. Yep. You wonder why you're sliding out of another pooch. Hey. Realizing you don't have no goddamn authority, you are the authority, then you're gonna keep coming back and being subject to somebody's authority. Mm-hmm. That's the cosmic cycle. Yeah, ain't no damn death, yeah. no such thing. Right, right. Okay, so we have uh, about nine nine minutes left. Nine, nine minutes. minutes. Left. Um, <laughs> nine minutes and we're off. Off, 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 off. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, so I wanted to, um, I just wanted, and then I wanted just to talk about it. I think the last thing I kind of want to talk about, or it's just people, if anybody out there listening to this program still have an idea with, about where you go when you die, about hell, what hell is, is in your relationship with the whole idea of hell and heaven and good and bad and moral and immoral. And if you've already taught that to your kids or any kids or you go to church or Sunday school or just start start questioning the idea of why it is important for you to hold on to these beliefs and what would happen if you let go to those people who gave you the beliefs? Again, it's a, it's a system of control. Um, but divorce your idea of, divorce your relationship with the idea of hell. And if you've already told your kids, then tell them, they're, you know, correct it. You can correct it right now. And it's because there's going to be, there's a lot to undo in that and with that. Um, and everybody leaves here <laughs> and either comes back because they have they have things to reconcile, but everybody goes on to what's next for them. Everybody goes home or you go on what's next for you Eterni- eternity you you don't your body dies, you change energy never dies, your body stays here, you simply leave the body, you drop the body that's right. kind of that's what I've been starting to say is you drop the body. You don't die, you drop the body, and you move on to what's next. Right. Um, you don't really drop so the body because you never had the body. You were just in it. Okay, well, you, you drop the body. the body. The body drops. The body just dissolves. And you're not. Right. Yeah, but the it's not drops. in it. But it's just not a part. The body drops. The body drops. Yeah. Right. 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 Okay. body goes back to where it came from. Last, body surprises. body this goes back. Because it's matter. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's just material. So it's never, that changes you know, form, it's, too. That's energy that changes yeah. form, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. But if you're going to tell them anything about heaven or hell, shit, tell them the truth. Tell them that they're in hell. That's it. They're in hell. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then that's, what, mm-hmm. that's basically what the Bible says. You just don't know what you're looking at when it talks right. about the devil's beast, right. the mark of the beast being triple sixes. And you understand that carbon is triple six, and you're encased in fucking carbon. Mm-hmm. You're in hell. Well, there you by go. The fact, by the nature, the fact that you were well, you you're in the body. Right. Mm-hmm. I see that there's clues. You're, you're confounded to a single location. Mm-hmm. 
and staying on the tightrope or falling off the tightrope. You never can you never can relax enough or let go enough to gain any sense of self. And I think that's the idea is once you gain a sense of self, then you can kind of see through the whole thing. Um, so as long as you stay preoccupied with staying on that tightrope, it's all life or death. It's all about survival, your eternal existence on every single decision you make. Is this going to be on the tightrope or off the tightrope? Then it's your forever in survival mode then there is no development of your creativity or the greater sense of yourself because there's no room for it. Um, right. The fact that people are 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 not um, encouraged to explore anything. Most Christians that I know, when you ask them anything about their religion, have no clue or no idea why they believe anything or what the Bible actually says or doesn't say and, or, and has the same five things that they just regurgitate over and over and over and over and just say, I have faith, when they don't have any answers to anything. If you're basing your internal existence upon something that you're afraid of and have never explored, ask yourself some questions and mm-hmm. honor yourself a little bit more than by asking some questions. I think we're about to get cut off. Oh, there you go. <laughs> 